This episode is sponsored by Kangaroo Jack Fitness, personal training that goes above and beyond to get the best results for you. I'm building him up for the last two weeks and saying he's the Ferguson incarnate except Danish. He's not Danish. No, he's Norwegian, <laughs> mate. Listen, cut that, cut that. To be- episode of the Game Time Podcast. I'm going to affectionately nickname it the Road Trip Podcast, bearing in mind I'm currently driving and I think Alan is about to start Signal's driving. crap. Is that true? <laughs> Fantastic. Just what you need for a podcast. Let's take you through some of the big Champions League results uh, and then maybe look ahead to, to next week's Champions League with the uh, FA Cup on this weekend, so no Premier League to preview. Alan, how are you doing? Before we I'm doing started? very well. Nothing like that crisp quality of last week. Very much the Conference South the last week's Premier quality uh, coverage. (laughs) Let's get straight into the Champions League. Some interesting games. Let's start it with the the Wednesday night tie in Tottenham versus Dortmund. Bearing in mind, we watched that one together. A really good result for Spurs. Yeah, it was a really brilliant result. And I'd love to have Tom, uh, Ryan on, sorry, um, to talk more about this, maybe next week, but it, it almost felt like a coming of age for Tottenham in the Champions League, if that makes sense. So, it sounds maybe a bit odd, seeing as they've been in it for a few years now, and and under Harry Redknapp they were in it for one season. But it was such a assured performance, and you know, up until now, it's almost like Tottenham have you could have considered them as almost like visitors in the Champions League. But the way they performed in this game. They didn't look in danger at any point, really, did they? Um, it was such an assured performance. I mean, after, especially after they got the first goal in, they just never looked like turning back. Um, maybe in the first half, there was glimpses of... Uh, and we saw the qualities of uh, Sancho on show. Everyone's making a big fuss about him before the game. And and he, well, he did make quite a big impact in the first half. Um, but really, after that, Tottenham just took it and ran. Um, such an, as I said, such an assured performance. Uh, and they really look like they deserve to be there at the last stages of this competition. Well, a man who just didn't stop running for the whole evening and was quite pivotal in, in two goals, at least for Spurs. Jan Vertonghen playing in an unfamiliar left wing-back position. Can play there. I think he played there at Ajax before at Tottenham and he certainly played at left-back a few times to fill in. But he had a brilliant game, a fantastic cross for the opener for a man who just can't stop scoring in Kimming Son, and then a really, really good finish for for the second goal. Yeah, not not yeah, easy on very, very on the volley either uh, for his finish. Uh, he was excellent. Yeah. He was brilliant. And uh, when you think of the fact that Vatonga was playing left back, obviously not his natural position. Uh, they didn't have Trippier. They didn't have Ali or Kane. Um, it, it's it's far from being the strongest. Tottenham first 11 even that they could have hoped to field and yet they've, they've come away 3-0 winners going into the second leg um, and like I said yeah no no Kane no Ali who 
would have thought of as the, well, have been the driving force of everything good about Tottenham over the last few years. Um, I suppose it's a testament to Pochettino, the way that the fact they haven't signed anyone, have had a raft of injuries, and yet they're going to a team that's top of the Bundesliga by six points. And they, they certainly looked the better team, didn't they? Oh, throughout the entire... I mean, the first half, like we said, was... I don't think either side really wanted to give away too much. It was a little bit cautious. Um, both sides had a few half chances. But second half, once Tottenham got that, that first goal, they just looked so comfortable. And, and we've mentioned the fact that they've got a lot of injuries. But some of the players that have stepped up in recent weeks... I mean, we've mentioned Musa Sissoko to death, but... He has been so good in that sort of central midfield role, just just breaking up play. I think he assisted um, Jan Vertonghen's goal as well. So he's been class and just Spurs in general have been brilliant. But the one thing that I wanted to mention as well, and and Llorente came on late in the game, but that oh, third goal is so important. I know, it does, I, I know it seems odd to say, but going into an away leg, Winning three nil, yeah, is so it absolutely killed it off. Didn't it? I, I mean, don't... I I don't have any stats to hand, but I yeah. can't imagine that sort of deficit has been overturned in, on many occasions. The only one I can think of is the Barcelona PSG, uh, and that and that was just a once in a yeah. blue moon, once in a hundred year result almost. Uh, I couldn't imagine any circumstance in which Tottenham throw it away from this point. Um, and and you forget this. This is a Dortmund team that really is doing amazing stuff this season. Have been lauded for the quality of their football, and um, they're, they're doing awfully, awfully well with a very young, well, a very talented team. And yeah, the fact yeah the fact that Tottenham couldn't have a clean sheet, um, yeah, going into the away leg, like you said, it's uh, it's look, looking very good for them. And yeah, I mean, most likely they'll be in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. It, it looks that way. Um, and also, for the second leg, Kane could be back from injury. Ali most probably will be back from injury. So you'd say it would probably be a stronger team heading into the second leg. But having said that, if we look at the Dortmund side of things, they were missing Marco Royce through injury as well, who's been a very big player for them. I think he's won three Bundesliga Player of the Month. He's enjoying one of his best seasons to date. So he could come back and make an impact. But we, I think... I mean, like you said, I think this tie is is probably over. Can, can I just say, by the way, on the subject of injuries, I always had utter faith in the fact that Harry Kane would come back from injury on time. Um, I've I've very much been been blowing that horn. <laughs> I I think he's he's um, he's a medical miracle, quite frankly. Danny is what he is, and I had no doubt that he was going to beat this um, this injury um, in, in double quick time. Um, Ryan would say otherwise. Bit of a pessimist, but. Uh, I, I defended him from the off, and don't don't go back to earlier pods to um to try and prove me wrong on that. He's he's a medical miracle. Yeah. Um, I mean, whilst we're talking about good English talent, probably best to say a little bit about Jaden Sancho. I know you mentioned him at the beginning. First half, he looked very very good. He turned chess inside out with a with a mazy little run, and and looked like he's a very direct player who who could be a hell of oh, a. Oh God! Star I mean. Future. Yeah, uh, he looked utterly unfazed by the situation. It's the Champions League last 16, and he was giving no respect to some of the Tottenham players. And, uh, you know, if if some of the other Dortmund players maybe were, were as direct as him in the first half, they could have come away maybe with a goal and put Tottenham under some more pressure. He was 
very, very good in the first in the first half, and it's just a shame he couldn't quite replicate that in the second. Um, but yeah, what a, what a brilliant first half performance. Uh, Rio Ferdinand went through the usual spiel about young players. Yeah. He didn't quite say, "Oh, it should be illegal. Should be illegal at that age." But he um, he certainly was impressed, wasn't he? It's it's looking very good for the future, oh, no. I've, I've, as we said. And I, and I also, I also hope Tom was watching because he, if you listen back to other episodes, clearly he hates Sancho. <laughs> I don't think Tom hates Sancho, though. In the future, we will definitely have a, a sort of a special pod because Tom wants to talk quite in depth about players like Sancho and Hudson Odoi and even these young sort of players and and how they're valued. So that would be an interesting one. Feel free to get in touch. Game time podcast um, one at gmail.com if you have any thoughts on on young players and, and how they're valued and how they're treated in football at the moment, because we'll definitely be doing a special pod on that. But not, to be honest, that's the first time I've seen Sancho play firsthand live. Most of the games I've caught of his have been highlights um, from the Bundesliga. But he looks like a really good talent and, and, still, and still very young, so has a lot of time to mature. But yeah, he, he really did uh, in the first half, especially give Davinson Sanchez and, and Vertonghen a little bit down that right um, a hell of a problem. But then in the second half, it seemed like all the goals came from that hand side. So maybe there is question marks about him going backwards, but certainly no questions about and, him going and forward. On a, and on a management side, how nice to see a well-drilled team like Tottenham um, in the English team in the Champions League. Um, as a Manchester United fan, um, watching such good coaching, what are your thoughts? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> very funny um, yeah, let, I mean, let's move it straight on to the Man United game why not because whilst one English team in Tottenham did very well to, to dominate at home and come out with a very good victory Manchester United didn't do that losing 2-0 to PSG on the Tuesday and, and I'll start it off by saying first half was very even unlucky that Martial picked up an injury and, and had to come off and, and Jesse Lingard uh, as well, looks like both of them will miss the game against Liverpool, which is is a massive, massive miss. But it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in the second leg. PSG just a very calm side, and and that's and that's all it took. Just a team with a little bit more experience, and and look, Oli's reign of of victories and unbeaten streaks was gonna come to an end at some point. And to be honest, for it to come to an end in in a European Championship match that he's had no experience in managing and coming up against a very, very good side. It's not the worst result in the world, to be honest. Though having said that, Pogba being a very, very bad boy and getting sent off, I mean, that's bad. So, it's silly. See, I'm not sure about this, though, because that... I mean, the yellow card challenge is... I'm not sure it's even a challenge. It's that spin he, he always does, and... I was um I was talking to my fr- yeah. well my friend about this you know where he sort of puts his body across turns and he's away and it seems to work all the time and I was explaining this to my friend that only two things happen when Pogba does that either he comes away from the ball or the other person clatters into him and he gets a foul and it just so happened that yeah. the day after I explained it, it it all went a bit awry and it looked like a scraping challenge but I think it's more innocent than it looks. Um, you know, look, uh, overall in this game, I, I think you said it there, that the, the injuries, well, Martial and Lingard having to come off changed the game drastically, I think. Because although yeah. Martial didn't really get on the ball too much in the first half, 
I think that was a reflection on PSG trying to mark him out the game. He did have people on him quite a lot. Mm. Um, and that, but the side effect of that was Young was having a great time. He was getting a lot of ball on the right-hand side and putting in some mean crosses. And it looked like that was going to be a good avenue for Manchester United. The fact that Martial was quite held up, but they had a lot of freedom on the right. How as soon as Martial came off and it was Sanchez, it just it just all evened out from the perspective of marking from PSG. And they're just yeah, there just wasn't the same avenues. And you lose a lot when you take Lingard off because he's got such a lot of energy, uh, both in the pressing and in in going forward. Um, it's really difficult for Manu in the second half. Um, look, in, t- in terms of uh, Oli as a, as a manager, it, it, yeah, it's it's not a mark against him. This is a PSG team with a lot of quality. It's quite funny to see pundits after the game go, though going, oh, well, it just shows how far United have fallen. Are, are building him up for the last two weeks and saying he's the Ferguson incarnate. There's not a lot to be gained from that, especially as we've said, the quality of that PSG team. Um, a lot was made of um, the, the experience they got on the team and, and like we said earlier that, that that result a few years ago where they went to Barcelona and threw away a 4-0 lead or whatever it was they were right in the sense that yeah. since then they've brought in such a lot of experience you had I mean they highlighted it during the game the fact that between Di Maria Dani Alves and Buffon they had over 400 Champions League appearances that's huge that's so many Champions League nights. That's going to include semi-finals, finals, big occasions, and and it's immeasurable, uh, immeasurable how much that rubs off on the team. Because if you look at the Manchester United team, there's not a whole load of Champions League caps in there, is there? It's not quite the same, and uh, and and it showed really on the night. And uh, especially when you got a young lad like Mbappe, um, he didn't have a chance, did he? How quick is he? Too quick. I, it was. Going into the game, you, you looked at it and a lot of people were going, oh, it's two young up-and-coming strikers and Bappe versus Rashford, who's going to have the better game? Rashford was pretty much marked out of the game by a very, very astute back five of, of PSG who, who really didn't give United much. But the, I've watched the replay of Mbappe just turning and running straight in the six-yard box and I still don't understand how he's that fast. The ground that he makes up on not only Di Maria, who's probably like four or five yards in front of him in a crossing position, but the ground he makes up on Eric Bailly as well is unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the the comparisons have been made recently with uh, the original Ronaldo, as it were. And, um, I mean, God, the way he dribbles, his sprinting speed is not too dissimilar to his dribbling speed, which is damn impressive. He, He doesn't seem to lose any pace when he's on the ball. It's amazing. Um, and the thought, the thought of a, a Ronaldo who is conscious of his weight <laughs> is a scary thought indeed. He's going to have a fine career ahead of him, this young man. He might even win something. Yeah, he looks an absolutely exquisite talent. I mean, we saw it enough at the World Cup. He was unbelievable. Um, but he, he's not just a sprinter. And, and that's one thing that, that was highlighted. He's, n- he's not just a man who can run. Like Rashford is a very good player, but Mbappe just seems like he's on so much of another level. Like That finish, he made look so easy to gather a step at the speed that he did and then guide it past one of the best goalies in the world. That boy yeah. is going to be some talent. And, and are we seeing this, this PSG team 
Is is this finally going to be their year? Do you think? Because I mean, this is a project eight or nine years in the making now, isn't it? Um, since yeah. they were taken over, um, it hasn't quite happened to them in the past. I think a lot of that has been leveled the fact that you know they're not just they're really just not cutting their teeth enough in their league games. It's it's all a bit yeah. too easy, and then when it comes to Champions League games, um, and they come across tougher oppositions and it's backs against the wall, they can't quite do it. But it seems what they have now is is at least players from who have spent their careers in other leagues cutting their teeth and, and like I said they've they've been involved in these big games um, yeah I'm yeah I'm, I'm maybe still slightly sceptical uh, of their chances until they come across against one of the one of the teams that's been maybe had more recent Champions League history than Manchester United obviously Manchester United are a, are a have great history in the Champions League, but maybe not in the last three or four seasons. Um, yeah, very true. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see what they what they can do, what they can offer. So, I mean, just briefly before we move on from the Manchester United game, we mentioned that Tottenham won three 0 and it looks like an unassailable lead now for Dortmund. Do Manchester United have any hope? Two 0 down, two away goals um, for Unless they sign Neymar and Messi any hope for Manchester United in, in some sort of twisted February-March transfer window extension. Yeah. Um, look, I, it's, it's looking like a pretty unassailable lead, unfortunately. Um, I mean, I hope it's not. Make for a cracking second leg if uh, Man U end up uh, going through. My God. I'm, well, it's worth a bet on uh, Solskjaer to come and sub himself on. Yeah, very much so. In minute to get a, get a header on the far post, on the near post. Could happen, Danny. There's a world of possibilities, yeah. and that's that's well within the bounds of reality. He is known for his super sub uh, status. Quickly, actually, before we move on to the other two games that happened as well, uh, Angel Di Maria had a really good game for PSG, and and was abused consistently by the United fans. And and as much as it pains me to say it, fair play to him because I saw someone tweeted, and I'm not sure who it was. I can't remember, but they tweeted saying. Alexis Sanchez is having the career that Manchester United fans thought Angel Di Maria had. And Di Maria was a decent player for United. Circumstances outside of football and Louis van Gaal playing him at left wing back caused him to leave the club. But yeah, I mean, I, I think there's Alexis never Sanchez been a doubt in my eyes of his quality. He's shown that at Real Madrid and PSG. Like you said, it's unfortunate that... Is his personal circumstances outside of football? I mean, the people are. It was probably the cretin that robbed his house that was booing him. Um, like, he's not said anything, to my knowledge, too untoward about Manchester yeah. United. Um, I think he said in the past it's a great club. It just didn't quite work out with Louis Van Gaal, and obviously, the circumstances of um, his personal life uh, got in the way massively. And, and I can understand that. It's hard to come back from something like that when you're mentally shook. Uh, like he was, and um, look, I don't think he deserved any of that abuse. And yeah, it was uh, a sweet justice for him in that game. Yeah, I, I know. I totally agree. I think the people booing him were were way out of order. Right after the break, we're going to move on to a Champions League first. <laughs> Catch you in a sec. That's it. He's got the chance. He's, he's, he's done it. He if you're an MMA fan, be sure to check out the new Switchkick podcast. 
We preview upcoming events, discuss the big UFC and Bellator news, and John from Philadelphia drops in to give us a few betting tips. To listen, search for Switchkick MMA on SoundCloud or Switchkick in the Apple Store. Hello, welcome back from the break. As I mentioned, a Champions League first. VAR finally made an impact in the Champions League after coming in for these knockout stages. And it was used for the defending champions' advantage. They need some help, Real Madrid. And it was used. Who would have thought? It's a tough one. Um, Yeah, I'm all for it. Our VAR overlords. (laughs) Finally, finally, it's come to the biggest club competition in the world. Uh, It's all downhill from here, gang. Got away with it a bit, Real Madrid, didn't they? Something you can say about them a lot this year. Exactly. Too much to say about this match, really. They did it. Bale, though, I mean, on the subject of Real Madrid while we're here, Bale facing a 12-game ban from La Liga uh, for doing a hand gesture, which was provocative in in Spanish linguistics, I suppose. That's a good way of saying it. Um, And La Liga have asked for the Spanish Football Federation's approval to uh, ban him. So all I can say to that is welcome back to the Premier League in summer, Gareth. We've missed you. Not having the best of time of it, is he, really? He's been replaced by an 18-year-old Brazilian. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. A man who probably thought, you know what, my time is now when Ronaldo left for Juventus in the summer and thought he could step up. And it just hasn't happened. I mean, he scored at the at last weekend in the in the Madrid derby and a very good goal at, at that it was. But it's, he's not really, not really happened for them. But hey, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if Vinicius Junior continues showing what he can. Absolutely. A, a very promising talent since his mega money move in the summer, but at the, at the end of the day, Real Madrid will only care that, that they've won that leg. Granted, it's not over. Ajax, of course, scoring in that one. Yeah, Real Madrid got two away goals, but, but 2-1 is, is not a sturdy Absolutely lead not. to take Absolutely into not. Um, a couple of, Well, a couple of interesting things to pick up from this game. Uh, Delix becoming the youngest ever Champions League captain. Still a teenager. Is that a vain attempt from um, Ajax to keep him at the club? Real Madrid pick up the win thanks to Marco Asensio's tap-in. For them, they'll, uh, they'll look to build on that one. And, uh, and the last tie was Roma versus Porto, with Roma coming out with the win. That is all for this quick episode. Alan, thanks very much for joining me on this wonderful journey. Uh, no, he is not indeed. Uh, we'll be back next week with a full review of all the things going on. But until then, see you later. Bye.